This is Together, an Ada Bible Church podcast about the world of marriage, where we attempt to invite you to explore the ways marriage works and doesn't work. From practical ways of learning to biblical inspiration, we invite you to listen to other professionals and couples to help enrich your marriage. Welcome Together listeners. If this is your first time tuning in, you have uh, an awesome episode ahead of you. I'm so glad you're listening. If you're a faithful listener, thanks for joining us again. Uh, This is Andy Donaldson coming to you from the Together studio, and I have just an incredible guest with me today. Uh, I am so excited for you guys to hear what she has to say. Uh, So let me give you some background before I, before I reveal who this guest is, let me give you some background of how I met her in the first place. So back in seminary, I had a situation where I had to get uh, a a good marriage counselor referral uh, for, for some people I knew. And, uh, and so I, I asked one of my professors, Hey, who, who in town would be a good marriage counselor? I could send some people to. And my professor said, the best marriage counselor in Grand Rapids is Nance Robson. And that is who we have on our get, or on our show today. Uh, Nance, thank you so much for being here. I'm so glad you took the time to be here. So humbled by that. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so Nance, I, I know you pretty well. I've gotten to work with you over the years. Uh, Nance was my supervisor as I became a counselor. And, um, but, but our listeners may not know you quite as well. So tell us a little bit about yourself. So I'm trained as a clinical psychologist and a pastoral counselor, but I have to say that I knew I wanted to do this since the age of 12. I felt like it was a calling. I felt like God called me into this Mm. and I've always resonated with the verse, second Timothy two 21 that's, you know, calls us to be God's vessel, to be useful and I'm used for his purpose. And that's just been something I've always felt that's led me to, um, God's right there in the counseling room with me, mm-hmm. you know, guiding me. The Holy Spirit's guiding me. My chair time is really important to me in the morning. Oh, yeah. And I take an hour of chair time every morning that mm-hmm. many of you do as well mm-hmm. um, to to meet with God so that God and I do this work together. Mm-hmm. Um, Love that. I feel like I'm serving, like our sermon this last week was talking about how we're using, you know, we should use our gifts that God has given us mm-hmm. to serve and I definitely use my gifts to serve in yeah, Romans a, 12, you know, talks about this, you know, as far as the utilizing those gifts. And yeah. I feel like that's important. It's a gifting and a calling. Yeah. Love that. Love mm-hmm. that. Uh, tell us a little about your family. So I'm married, um, mm-hmm. Andrew, and two, I have two grown kids. And Okay. Yeah. So, so on, a, on an off day, a day you're not uh, in, in the office counseling, what, what could we find you doing? What kind of stuff do you like to do? Oh, I love to hike. I love to bike. Mm. I've, you know, kayaking. I love to just, you know, nature is, I feel like we meet God in nature. I, yeah. I just, I feel like you can just experience his majesty. Love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love that. I'm with you there. Cool. Well, well, Nance, I, I love, I love your passion for counseling and I love uh, just even what you said there, been called to this profession, uh, called to serve people the way you do since 12 years old. Um, so, so, I mean, just, yeah, your passion, your experience, uh, there's so much that we could, we could talk about today. There's so many topics. Um, but, but I asked you here to talk about one topic and that is the differences between introverts and extroverts. 
Now, totally aware there are a ton of misconceptions out there about what those two terms mean. And uh, we're hoping today to add some clarity, to bring some clarity to to what those two different personality types look like. And really the the main thing is how does how does this play out in a marriage relationship? So tell us a little bit about, uh, I mean, tons of experience with introverts and extroverts and working with them in, in the counseling room. Uh, tell us a little bit about what you've seen. Well, I feel like they really misunderstand each other, mm. which is very difficult. And, um, and we too, we're talking about a spectrum here because, you know, some people can be further on the extrovert scale and some, you know, further on introvert scale. There's, right. you know, right in the middle where people are ambiverts, but, yeah, but I have black to, and white. yeah. And two that, you know, you might find yourself on that spectrum. You not, may not be at the ends of it per se, mm-hmm. um, but how they, you know, and a lot of times extroverts and introverts are attracted to one another mm-hmm. because, you know, the introvert will say, I feel like the extrovert, you know, pushes me to go do things and I may just stay at home if I didn't. And I yeah. feel like it, it, I enjoy being able to be, um, you know, that they lead that part of us, you sure. know I mean? Or an, an extrovert can say, you know, I just really appreciate the deep conversations I get into or the, mm. the, the, the connection that I enjoy, yeah, you know, they say, that they, yeah. they say opposites attract yes, and, yeah. and it's like, this is one of those areas that mm-hmm. opposites can attract. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think Kelly's even said probably on this show that, uh, that there's typically one of each. So many of you listening, many of you couples out there may relate to a lot of what we're going to talk about today. Mm-hmm. And we're going to, we're going to talk about this. We, we uh, sort of talked through how we wanted to approach this topic. And uh, like I said, Nance has worked with a ton of, um, a ton of couples uh, in, in counseling that are introverts and extroverts. And, and actually so have I. And uh, so we decided rather than uh, talk about things like, Oh, these clients I saw, um, we're going to, we're going to introduce you guys to a couple. Uh, and this couple is, is a make-believe couple that is sort of an amalgam of all the couples we've worked with. And, uh, so really just kind of a prototype or an amalgam of, of introverts and extroverts. And I got to tell you guys, I, I giggled for probably five minutes straight when I came up with, with <laughs> yeah. these, 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 uh, this couple. So I want to introduce you now to the Troverts, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Trovert. All right. And, uh, we have Alex Trovert. Al Extrovert, right? And we have Kristen, Kristen Trovert. All right. So Alex is an extrovert and Kristen is our introvert. All right. Um, so there's our couple and we're going to be talking about uh, sort of some of these differences by using them as an example. So uh, let's let's dive right into some meat here. Um, let's talk about what, what's one major area that you see a huge difference in extroverts and introverts. It's what brings them energy and what drains them. Oh, yeah. So if you think about like in a restaurant, you have the front of the house and the back of the house, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the front of the house is, you know, they're greeting people, they're checking on their meals. It's the management yeah. of the front, right? Face and to the, face, yeah. Yes. And the back of the house is, you know, the chef doing getting you know, all the tasks mm-hmm. of putting together the food. And so it's kind of like an introvert extrovert. If an introvert is more of a back of the house person, but they're doing a front of the house job. Mm-hmm. You know, they're very exhausted when they get home, sure. you know, they, sure. and really they need time alone to re you know, energize them and, you know, kind yeah. of restore what I call restore their batteries. You know oh, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, absolutely. And Plug then in. for a extrovert, if they're doing a job alone, if they're doing a back of the house job all day, they're just dying to be around people. Mm-hmm. Like, um, people is what brings them energy. Yeah. So coming home to their spouse, they can't wait. You know what I mean? Sure, sure. So, and 
And a lot of times, you know, they don't understand energy levels. Mm -hmm. And two, because Kristen will come in and feel like, oh my gosh, I'm just so drained. And, you know, and Alex will be like, I just can't wait to be with you and talk to you. And, you know, I have to (laughs) say that they're, um, and I have to say that they're feeling um, frustrated with one another because, you know, Kristen may want to go off and be in another room for a little bit and needs mm-hmm. to, you know, just recharge for a little bit. And yeah. two, sometimes couples start to realize that and they'll be like, oh, I guess I'm tr- I'm understanding from my spouse that sh- she needs to go and be alone. You sure. know what I mean? Sometimes that insight comes yes. without yes. even having to figure it out. But but yeah, it's uh, I, I used to call it plugging into the wall. It's like yeah. the introvert comes in and it's like, I just need to plug into the wall yeah. and just be by myself for yes. a bit. yes. Yes. So, so then Alex, Alex comes in, he's, he's all energized or he's drained from the day of working. You said back of the house. So yeah. he's not with any people all day, ready to get charged up. His version of plugging in looks like, sounds like to to grabbing yeah. hand to Kristen. Yeah. Right. yeah. And so in two, and he'll come in and talk all about his day and be mm-hmm. like, you know, I just want to share all this and what happened to me today. And, you know, he just, he, he's talking all, through all the details of what mm-hmm. happened mm-hmm. and, She's just sitting there like, you know, well, he's not asking about my job. And, mm-hmm. and two, he doesn't even know he's supposed to ask about her job. He's sure. like, I've just shared everything about my, what my day was looking like. And he just assumes she's going to share now. Like, yeah. okay, it's your turn. Tag. You're it. Right. But and then th- she doesn't. No, exactly. Sure. Cause she's like, well, you didn't even ask me. You mm-hmm. don't even care about me. Must not that, care. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And so too, she's not realizing that of course he wants her to jump in, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And Mm -hmm. that's where couples go wrong too, is that, you know, he comes in and just shares and just expects her and she's like waiting to be asked. And a lot of times in the counseling session, I'll help Alex and Kristen to understand, like he didn't even realize he had to ask you. Mm -hmm. Like it just didn't even dawn on him. He had to ask you. He doesn't, he's not trying to be, you know, he's he's just naturally assuming you'll do what I do. I just offer, this is what happened today. (laughs) And so if you have something to say, you'll jump in too. But, uh, but she's going, no, I, I ask you what's, you know, what your day has been. And yeah. I expect you to do the same. Yes. And when you don't, it tells me. Right. Right. You don't care. Exactly. Yeah. And so, yeah. So how, how do you, so you mentioned kind of helping them try to see, tell, tell us some about that. What, what would a, so Alex and Kristen come into your office and they're going, um, you know, describing this, this daily energy dynamic. Tell us how you kind of work with them. Well, it's basically educating them. Like mm. what we were just talking about that yeah. he, you know, he didn't, he wasn't trying to not ask you, you know what I mean? Sure. And, and even talked about, we've even talked about like, maybe you could go ahead and share if he forgets to ask you know that, you know, it's knowing each other's heart because it goes back to, you know, God, you know, looks at our hearts and two, if we look at, you know, Hebrews four and, and even, you know, first Samuel 16, seven, you know, when, when we're talking about David, you know, it's like God doesn't look at the outer appearance. God looks at your heart, right? Mm-hmm. So it's understanding that as a couple, you want to hear each other's hearts mm-hmm. and you want to feel seen, heard, and known. Mm-hmm. And yeah. two, so to feel, you want to feel seen, heard, and known because, you know, I, as I'm sitting there with Kristen, she's feeling, I don't feel seen, heard, and known. He mm-hmm. just talks all about his day and, and you know, feel how she's just sure. not feeling seen and heard. And helping them understand that both want to feel seen, heard, and known. Yeah. And, and two, that's so important. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's where they're missing each other, right? It's, right. 
it's so often, um, I, I, don't, I don't know if you'd say the same, but so often what I've seen when couples come in is, uh, is they're talking about the partner's behavior and the interpretation of that behavior is often, if I did that, it would mean this, you know, if, if I, if I came in and didn't share anything, it would mean that, uh, I'm mad at, I'm mad at her, you know, if Alex is going to, if I didn't right. share anything, I, right. I would only do that if I was mad. And so she's right. just always mad at me. Right. And, uh, and she's going, man, if, if I didn't, if I didn't ask him about his day, it would be because I didn't care. And it's, he just doesn't care right. when it's like, you're talking about, I, I, I want to see the heart of my spouse and the heart there is, is, is not that they just see the, the conversation, see the dynamic there very differently. No. And they feel so misunderstood. Mm. And, you know, a lot of times I teach couples that we're, we're going to learn how to talk heart to heart versus head to head. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And really, really hearing each other and understanding each other. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, and two, you know, allowing them to understand their dynamics are different because two, Alex could feel like if Kristen walks in and says nothing and just goes in the other room, like she doesn't care about me. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, she's just left. Right. Yeah. So yeah. What, what, what's going on? Yeah. Like, why didn't she even greet me? Why yeah. didn't she even say hello? I love that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love that. So, so trying to understand the heart of our spouse. So, so there's another major difference, um, major difference that we see with these introverts and extroverts and, and, uh, this isn't always the case. It probably should be clear here that, that, um, when we're talking about this, like, like Nancy said earlier, this is, it's not a dichotomy. It's not something where it's either you're this or you're this, it's a whole spectrum. And, uh, and sometimes people, you know, if, if, if an extrovert's really tired from the day, he or she may not share a ton, you know, it, it changes by the day sometimes, but, um, what we're really hoping to see here is just the dynamics that tend to be there and hoping that a lot of you, uh, in couples out there will, will recognize your, your typical daily patterns. Um, yeah. So, so, uh, yeah. What, what's another, another typical like daily pattern that you see with introvert extrovert? Well, so before we were talking about Alex coming in and talk about his day, well, yeah. there's times when he comes in and Kristen's already there and she's on her phone mm-hmm. and he's like, well, and two, you know, I've had couples at this, you know, they come in and they're, they're on their phone and they just feel like they're with another person. Mm-hmm. Like for an extrovert that can feel like you're just with somebody else mm-hmm. and that they can't seem to get through. And really the introvert's just trying to de-stress. They're looking at things that help them de-stress. Yeah. They're not trying to separate from their spouse. Mm-hmm. They're not trying to make their spouse feel unimportant. But the but Alex is feeling like, well, she's on her phone and I can't seem to get her attention. And why mm. won't she talk to me? And why yeah. is she rather talk to, why is she looking at Facebook instead of talking to me? Like, yeah. you know yeah. what I mean? Or, or Instagram, you know, mm. why, how come? Yeah. Yeah. Why, why do you want to be with those people instead of me? <laughs> Correct. Not realizing yes. it, I'm not with those people. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm shut down. Yes. Yeah. I'm shut down. I'm done talking to people. I'm, mm. I'm, I'm peopled out. Right. right. <laughs> I just want to scroll through here and relax and, you know, recharge yeah. and yeah. yes. Yeah. So, so what would you say one thing like, uh, so with, with a phone, um, how do you kind of work through navigating that? Like, obviously it would be frustrating if your spouse was always on their phone and you go, man, I need some time with you. Um, you know, you gotta have some interaction, right. But, uh, but also the introvert may need some of that time. Um, how would you kind of guide them to, to navigate some of that? Well, a couple of things, you know, I, I, encourage no phone zones where we have some time that we've allotted maybe after the kids go to bed that we're going to have some time you know 
that we're going to set our phones in the kitchen and mm-hmm. just have time with each other sure. um, and allow us, you know, you do want some time to emotionally bond, you yeah. know, maybe not turn the TV on right away and sure. have some time. So, you know, it's, it's looking at it not only from that perspective, but um, there was one other thought I had. I was trying. To, <laughs> yeah, there was two things I thought of. Just the um, no phone zones, as well as oh, the years, the mine, and the okay. hours. Let's let's pause okay. and give it. Okay, so start with that. The years, the mine, and the hours. Okay, is also another way to look at it. Is there's the years in mind that there's times when maybe he's the extrovert. He wants to go out and golf with his buddies and spend some time. Um, she's an introvert, wants to do some, an activity that maybe she likes knitting or, you know, some things that she would like to do, um, or maybe reading or, you know, that she takes some time for the years in mind, Mm -hmm. but what does the we time look like that we devote to each other as well? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So rather than like a, Hey, you need to, you need to get off your phone or that kind of stuff. It's like, let's have intentional time carved Mm -hmm. out for us for for the we. And then it doesn't really matter what you do with your time. I mean, I mean, there's probably healthier things to do than others, but, but ultimately whatever you need to do to recharge. And that's why too, that time, the years in mine, if, if, you know, she wants to spend time on her phone, then that's, that's her time. Mm -hmm. Like go and be with your phone, you know, be with the things that de-stress you that you like looking up or being, you know, that that's, so yeah, that, that can be a phone time that isn't, you know, interfering with the relationship. So, so it may even be, uh, it sounds like it might even be something where you, you schedule out and sort of have specific times for, you know, especially if you have young kids or something like that. It's like, uh, here's, here's my window, here's your window and here's our window. And it's like being intentional about all of those times. Right. That's really exactly. Good. Yes. That's really good. That's really good. Well, let, let's, uh, let's talk about another concept here. So we have, um, processing, processing information, um, what I've noticed from a lot of couples I've worked with is uh, the differences between internal and external processing tend to fit in these, these categories where introverts tend to process information internally and extroverts tend to process information externally. Is that what you've seen as well? Yes. Okay. So yeah, tell us about how this dynamic plays out and, and maybe even help describe some of that for us. Well, I think what you and I both see a lot is couples that the extrovert comes home and needs to process externally Mm -hmm. and they're you know sharing all the thoughts they have about a subject and they really need to bounce it off of somebody they you know they'll there's sometimes talk to their friends and family but their their spouse is the one they want to talk through it with and Mm -hmm. they and two a lot of times that can be misunderstood as well Mm -hmm. because the introvert could be like why aren't you going and processing that before you come and talk Mm -hmm. to me about it like why haven't you taken time to think about that because the internal processor needs time to think about it like they want to go and process it and think about it and then come back Mm -hmm. so a lot of times you know it, it can it can be um frustrating for the two of them because the the introvert is like, you know, again, like, uh, why aren't you processing mm-hmm. that before mm-hmm. you come? And the extrovert is like, why aren't you talking? Why aren't, why aren't you sharing? Sure. Why aren't you? Or where did you that know? thought come yeah, from? Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. And the introvert is like, I can't, you know, I can't necessarily share just yet. I haven't thought through that. Like, sure. like you know, I, I don't even know. Um, it, I've got a lot of thoughts going on in my head, but I haven't had a chance to like think about them. So I can't answer you right now. Like yeah. the, they need, t- need time to internally process. Yeah. They need time to to take a, take some time. Sure. But the other thing is that the other thing I've noticed that I've had to talk to couples about is that sometimes Kristen will play 
his role in her head because she feels like I know Alex well enough to know, you know this is how he would answer. So, cause you know, he answered this way, like three other times in our mm-hmm. life when things were happening. So mm-hmm. they'll play his role in her head and sure. she won't allow him to play his role. And a lot of times that's kind of one of the things I share in, in session is that you're not allowed to play the other person's role in your head. Mm-hmm. You're only allowed to play your role because it's not fair to not ask them what is their role? What yeah. do they think? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Part of that, part of that processing could be, um, well, if I say this, he'll say this and it's like, well, that's not, that's not fair. He hasn't said that. Um, so, so you reaching a conclusion based on, which is, that's how I tend to talk about is, is introverts communicate in conclusions extroverts communicate in process. And so, um, you can see where that would just get really confusing. And I'll even talk about like, uh, you have an extrovert, uh, comes to the conversation. They, they start with, uh, start with a, and they start talking about a, and then they move on to B. And so then if B, then C, and then also D. So then really we, we end up with, uh, F with G, you know, and end up down here. And my conclusion is now F and, uh, and the introverts back here going, okay, so you just concluded A, B, C, D, and they, they, those don't even make sense. Um, or sometimes they'll even get caught; they'll get stuck on uh, your, right. your conclusion. Your conclusion is A, and so uh, the extrovert will say, "Okay, I've concluded F," and they go, "Well, but you said A." Well, yeah, but I also said B, C, D, and so now I'm on F. But you said A, right. and so there's this confusion in. Yes. Process or in communicating through conclusion versus communicating right through process right right and two and and two they'll be different in how they like you know they're on a car ride and the introvert is trying to like think of the right time to bring it up and and I I'm just uh, is this a good time and maybe you know should I say this and sure. in there like you know in the car ride and then right as they're taking the exit they finally decide to say it and the experts like we've been in the car for two hours like why you know what had so much time <laughs> and, and two the extrovert will just come right in and talk about it mm-hmm. like they're you know mm-hmm. it's it's very confusing like how yeah. come you don't have to wait for the right time just share it with me like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely it's funny. I, I've, uh, I've had Alex's, we'll say Alex that that'll, um, we'll talk about how it's like my, my wife, Kristen thinks I make a big deal out of everything. And, uh, and she's going, well, yeah, you do. And he's like, no, I, I mention everything. I say everything. It doesn't mean I'm making a big deal out of it. Well, to her, she's going, if, if I say something, it's because I'm making it a big, it's a big deal to me. I don't say it if it's not a big deal. Like the yes. default is yes. to just keep it in versus the default for Alex is to just say it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And helping each other again, that heart to heart, if there's something really important to say, Mm -hmm. or if we do need to, you know, look at this. Yes. It's, you know, how are we really hearing each other, seeing, hearing, knowing each Mm -hmm. other, Mm -hmm. you know, again, back to that heart to heart because I do, this is my person, right? So, yeah. 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 So seeing here, how do you, how do you help these couples? How do you, how do you help Kristen and Alex uh, see, see, hear and know each other? in this kind of maybe bigger topic of how they process information. Are there like techniques or ways that you kind of help them um, open up to how their partners see in the world? Well, I do feel like, you know, just, you know, obviously the reflective listening, you know, Mm -hmm. the, you know, um, you know, that empathic piece where I'm going to sit with you, like, like you're talking and I'm going to reflect back like what I'm hearing. Because another thing that happens is sometimes like you were just sharing with ABC Mm -hmm. is that 
you know, how are you reflecting back what you heard? Hey, mm-hmm. this is what I heard you say. Mm-hmm. Is that what you meant? And mm-hmm. I, sometimes I have to slow couples down in their communication because yeah. they, they got it wrong. They yeah. didn't, that's not at all what their other person meant. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think, I think you're, it's so natural for us to um, kind of make assumptions and, and hear what we hear and just kind of go off of that and to slow down and to wait, let me, let me clarify. Let me just make sure that you actually said this. It's so unnatural, but sometimes it's, really needed. Even if you've been married for 20 years, yes. you might go, well, uh, uh, he's been doing this for 20 years. She's been saying this for 20 years. And you go, well, you've been misinterpreting that for 20 years, well, actually. That's, and that, and I'll, sometimes I'll share that, that. There's this false narrative you have in mm. your head of because you've interpreted it a certain way. Well, he always wants to take over the job. He's like, no, 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 I, that's not how I thought about it at all. I like, thought, thought you wanted me to. Yeah. <laughs> or, or I thought, you know, I thought that it made sense to me to do it this way. Because mm-hmm. so the other thing I do is I'm thinking this. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Th- those are another way to slow it down. I'm thinking uh-huh. this. What do you think Love is that. partnering language? What and how are partnering language? language information, you know, as far as what do you think about this? How would you do this? You know, these are my thoughts. What are yours? You know, that's good. Nance Mm -hmm. partnering language. How how Mm -hmm. can we, how can we even just the way we communicate, how can we speak more like we're partners Mm -hmm. versus uh, like kind of that you versus me language? Right. Yes. So we're talking about these, these pretty major differences in the way that we communicate just on a day-to-day basis uh, or you know, we'll say how Alex and Kristen communicate on a day-to-day basis. And it's pretty easy to see how that could lead to some pretty, pretty big disagreements, pretty big tension, uh, and some pretty big conflicts. And, uh, so tell us a little about conflict style. How, how are these two entering into conflict differently? Well, a lot of times, you know, as an extrovert, they want to talk it out. Like, mm. let's let's talk about it. Like, they're just dying to, you know, they're running the house and they're like, I want to talk this through. Sure. And the introvert's like, I don't even know how to answer. You know, I a lot of times Kristen will be like, I don't, I don't know yet. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I it's all coming at me. And two, but the extrovert can. What we we notice a lot in counseling is that. Um, the extrovert will pursue and the introvert mm. will withdraw. So, sure. so Alex is pursuing her and Kristen is withdrawing. And we've yeah. even seen them like lock themselves in their car, yeah. lock themselves in a bedroom. Like, sure. he, they, you know, he just won't leave me alone. Yeah. Like, you know, I just, I can't even answer him right now. Like, and they, the, the pursue withdraw, it mm-hmm. can be very frustrating because the extrovert is like, I want to resolve it now. Like, why can't we talk about it now? Why yeah. aren't you letting me in? Why can't you, yeah. you know, again, the, and two, a, a lot of times what I share with them is like, let's share your side of the fence, mm-hmm. Alex, okay. and then give Kristen some time to think it through. And, and mm-hmm. I kind of have this 24 hours rule. Like if we're, oh, yeah. if we're um, talking about it after dinner tonight, like let, you know, he, these are my thoughts and then let's come back together mm. tomorrow night after dinner. You know what I mean? Sure. And because a lot of times the extra will be like, well, she never comes back. Like Alex is frustrated. Right. Like she never comes back. She never wants it. Well, she doesn't want to necessarily come back and talk about an argument. Like right. we're not arguing now. You just like, chased her around the house. Uh, <laughs> so, she's not coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I have to say, so a lot of times I really encourage um, them to come back 24 hours later when she's had time to really think through, you know, because all the thoughts were jumbled and I, I don't know just yet. I need mm-hmm. to kind of think this through what my thoughts would be on this. So mm-hmm. then she is equipped to come back and talk about it. Yeah. So it's allowing understanding each other better. Again, that heart to heart where let me let me think about that and come back. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like knowing knowing your spouse, knowing, okay, 
Um, I want to bring up this topic, which if you want to bring up a topic, you're probably an extrovert because they're the the more confrontational ones. Uh, but it's like, I want to bring up this topic. Let me do it in a way that, uh, that allows them the space to think about it. So, so maybe planning ahead. Hey, I, I don't, I don't necessarily need an answer from you right now, Right. but, but, uh, tomorrow at 3 PM, could we, could we have right. this conversation? Right. Um, and then the importance, like you just mentioned, uh, Kristen needs to come back and have that conversation or Alex is going to stop doing that. Right. 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 Well, and two, you know, you brought up confrontation. Like I really try to help couples understand that confrontation is a time, or, you know, is a time for problem solving. So mm-hmm. it's really more, think of it as rather than confronting each other, it's more let, let's, let's problem solve mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. Again, let's be partners. Partner, let's yeah. talk heart to heart. Let's yeah. feel seen, heard and known by each other. Mm-hmm. And, you know, cause you're going to grow in feeling known by each other. Right. So, sure. so I have to say it's really important to, to allow yourselves to problem solve together. And if you don't think of it as confrontation versus problem solving, mm-hmm. it can, it can make it, it can soften it a bit. Right. Yeah, I love that. And then the other piece of this is, you know, in Galatians 6, 22 and 23, it's talking about the fruits of the Spirit, right? Oh, yeah. You can, you know, that three-second rule of inviting the Holy Spirit in when yeah. you're going to be talking to mm-hmm. your spouse, you know, mm-hmm. like that, you know, because then it, kindness, gentleness, you know, you have those right available, self-control, mm-hmm. exactly, that and allowing yourself to lean into the Holy Spirit so you can, because you want to be able to have a softer startup with your mm-hmm with your spouse that, yeah. you know, you want to be gentle and kind and yeah. humble, you know? And so too, it's super important to, um, yeah. Yeah. Invite the spirit in. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's, 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 you know, we hear the, hear phrases like, uh, have, have Christ at the center of your marriage. And mm-hmm. a lot of times it's like, what does that, what does that yeah. mean? But it's like, yeah. here you go. This yeah. is, this is a perfect example of inviting Christ in the middle where you go, Hey, I don't, I do not have the strength in me right. to be self-controlled right, right now, but, but you can give me yeah. that. And so I, yeah. I need take that a beat, yeah. take a beat so mm-hmm. that you can be that for your spouse. Your spouse yeah. deserves that, you yeah. know? Yeah. And if you don't, if you don't have that right now, maybe you need to take a beat. Maybe you need to take a breath. Maybe mm. you need to take a walk Yeah, and come back later. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, John and Julie Gottman, I think of, uh, John and Julie Gottman are, are marriage researchers, uh, very well respected in the field. And, they talk about um, you get hit with you get hit with chemicals, and these things take a while for that to kind of work its way out of your system. And um, and uh, so so once once those are out of your system, you can think more clearly and you can uh, engage in the conversation. But until then, uh, you're you're probably not going to be thoughtful and courteous and kind. And so yeah, take a beat. Well, your amyg- your amygdalas are flooded per se in your brain, yeah. you know, and, and it yeah. blocks your frontal ability to get to your frontal lobe thinking and judgment. And mm. yeah, cause you're thinking upset. And judgment. Are those important things in a fight with your spouse? <laughs> right. I, don't, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So just taking some time to, to mm-hmm. deflood, to, mm-hmm. to yeah. Yeah. let, your, let right. your system calm yes. down is really yes. important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really good. That's really good. So, so, uh, what are some tools? What are some good things that you can kind of, uh, I mean, we talked about taking a beat and pausing. Um, but we, we kind of go back to that, see here and know your spouse and see their heart. Um, what are some, what are some good, uh, practices for these argument phases to, to be able to see each other's hearts? Well, you know, you're not on opposing teams. Mm-hmm. A lot of times I teach that you're, um, you're the port in each other's storm that we come together, the problems in front of you, that the problem is not between you, it's in front of you. And the two of you come together and you're each other's port in the storm. And how Mm -hmm. can we look at this problem 
together yeah. and be on the same team versus opposing teams. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I think, you know, we've talked about understanding, you know, throughout, throughout this whole conversation, right. It's, it's all about understanding where your spouse is coming from. And, um, and I think, you know, if, if you as an extrovert understand where your spouse is coming from, you're going to give them that space, right. You're going to look at it and go, okay, uh, he or she is going to need some time to, to process. And I'm going to give them that time. And, um, and then also I think as an introvert to, to look at your extroverted spouse and understand that time is probably kind of torture for them. Like they can't shelf it like introverts can typically. So they're ruminating, they're having a hard time sleeping. You know, there's a good chance. So it's like, I'm going to, I'm going to take that time and I'm going to process it and I'm going to come back and, and give a, a thoughtful answer rather than, um, you know, sometimes they'll come back and go, I don't know. I didn't really have time to think about it. It's like, well, that's, that's not being considerate. That's not understanding your spouse. Right. Well, right. No. And that's not coming together in a loving way and caring for each other. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the other thing we talk about is, you know, um, date nights. I know this, you know, not necessarily about conflict, but sure. date date nights are yeah. really important as a couple. And sure. you'd also want to be respectful of each other as introverts and extroverts. Oh, so, yeah. so really, um, Date nights, sometimes what we do is couples will decide like they can be with people maybe one night of the weekend or maybe one weekend we'll do stuff with other people and then the next weekend we'll just do the two of us. Sure. You know, how you're talking we, about like date night content. Like what yes. are we gonna do on date night? Is yes. it a movie at home or is it go right. out with some friends? Right. And allowing yourself to understand that an introvert you know, going out with new people or to an event is going to be completely draining. Mm. Are you going to let them give you a cue as to when they want to leave, you know, because you're going to be with people and be energized and, Mm -hmm. you know, Alex is going to be all energized and Kristen's going to be going, okay, are we leaving yet? That's right. (laughs) So it's being respectful of how each other is wired Mm -hmm. um, and allowing each other to, to be sensitive to that. Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, introverts, if they can, if Kristen can get in the corner with somebody that she gets to have a, you know, a really deep conversation, because introverts mm-hmm. usually go deep first sure. in their relationships. <laughs> they have a few friends that they, they go deep with and um, their friendship groups, they can appear like extroverts because they feel very safe with them and sure. they can share. But, you know, introverts go deep first and then more superficial conversation mm-hmm. yeah. and they get exhausted by you know, superficial conversation and an extrovert does the opposite. They go superficial first and then deep. So it's understanding that um, both as a couple, you'll enjoy deep conversation together, but understanding how you can be very different and extroverts can have a lot of acquaintance friends Mm -hmm. like, and two that they enjoy and yeah. um, Yeah. And that they're, yeah, that they can be very friendly and outgoing and that they, you know, that's probably where, where some of those big misconceptions out there. I feel like so often people think extrovert means life of the party, super social, right. uh, you know, loves to, loves to be boisterous and, all, and introverts like probably in the side of the room reading a book, you know, and, and it's like that, that, that could be the polar opposite. There are people who are, who are phenomenal, uh, like salespeople who are very introverted and it's like, it, they might be great in social settings, but it might depend on some of these things you just mentioned. Is it, is it familiar people? Uh, have I been in front of the house all day and I need yes. to recharge first? Um, you know, all, all those, all those pieces that, uh, that it's like, it's, it's not as black and white as people often think it is. Oh, exactly. And, and maybe you're with your small group 
from church and uh, you know Kristen feels very comfortable to share and mm. she's very talkative and she appears like she's an extrovert sure. like I always thought she was an extrovert because she's always mm-hmm. but she feels safe and secure with that group of people mm-hmm. so they she feels you know sure. comfortable sharing that, so that yeah. doesn't mean they're not talkative like right, right. Yeah. and they won't yeah. share yeah absolutely right. yeah. yeah and oftentimes they'll like you're saying they'll yeah. actually go deep they'll, right. go, they'll they'll be more talkative in those deeper settings Yeah. And a a lot of times it's allowing, they've thought things through. So it's really fun to hear what, you know, it's fun to hear what Kristen has to say, because there's Mm -hmm. some gold nuggets that she's going to share that she's really thought through. Right. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's allowing yourself to understand. And like you said earlier, that, that energized, if I've been, if, and if, Kristen is doing a job where she's with people all day. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, again, that can be like, I've got nothing left. Mm-hmm. Whereas he, if he's been alone all day, that can make him feel like he's got nothing left. Like sure. I got it right. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah I, yeah. Need to, yeah. I need to be with people to charge right. up. Right. Yeah, man. So, so, so many, so many big differences. And we're really, we're scratching the surface here of some right. of these dynamics, but, but some big ones, right? So even just this one uh, personality spectrum, can can cause so many um, so many miscommunications, so many differences, so much so much strife, uh, strife and struggle in in a marriage relationship. Um, so this is yeah, just great information. Hopefully, some of some of you listeners out there are are recognizing some patterns in in your own relationships and um, and hopefully learning more about your spouse as we're as we're talking. So, um, Nance, thank you so much for being here. L- let me let me have you do this. Could you? leave us with, uh, with one sort of piece of advice. You've worked with so many of these couples. Um, what's one thing that you would want to leave all of our introvert and extrovert listeners with today? This is your person. This Mm. is the person you come home to. This is my person that Mm. God has given me and that you have chosen. Mm. And are you accepting influence from them? Sure. Are you allowing yourself to understand that this is the most important person in my life? Yeah. And that leaning into each other is really important in a way that you can feel seen, heard, and known. And that's beautiful. Thank you so much for being with us, Nance. Well, together, friends and family, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, I hope this this podcast has impacted your life. And uh, if it has, we'd love to hear about it. You can get a hold of us through care at adabible.org. Uh, and we'd love for you to share and, and like uh, this podcast on your platform. Um, and, and so this has been Together. We hope you'll tune in next time. Thanks for listening to Together. We hope you've learned a thing or two. If you find the podcast helpful, please go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your listening platform. Leave a comment and give us a five-star rating. If you'd like more information on Ada Bible Church and its ministries or someone to pray or dialogue with about your marriage, go online and check out our website at adabible.org.